Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Mental Golf Show. As always, I'm your host, Josh Nichols. And on today's episode, we are talking about tension and pre-shot waggles and staying loose. You remember all that talk about Brian Harmon at the Open and all of his waggles that he was taking? Yeah, we're going to get into that today. But before we get into this episode, if you feel like you need one-on-one work on your mental game, that's what I do. Yes, I host this podcast, but my actual occupation that pays the bills that I do on a daily basis is working with players all over the world on their golf psychology. If you like these Golf Thought Thursday episodes and the topics that we get into, this is the exact type of stuff that I work on with my players. So if you'd like to take the next step to improve your mental game, then send an email to mentalgolfshow at gmail.com, or you can visit my website, joshnicholsgolf.com. All right, let's learn about staying loose under intense pressure. So one of the big things from the Open Championship at Royal Liverpool, uh, if you're listening to this in the future, it was the 2023 Open Championship last weekend at this point. It was about the winner, Brian Harmon. Much was made of his pre-shot waggles. The highest number of waggles that I saw him take, it was about 14 waggles. That is a lot of waggles. A lot of the conversation surrounding the issue was pace of play, but also for our purposes, I heard some say that Harmon was trying to relax himself and calm his mind and wait till he's ready to pull the trigger. That was like the reason why he was doing all these waggles. And obviously I can't and should never even attempt to guess what's going on in a particular player's mind. And I've never spoken with Brian personally, uh, so there's no telling what doing this many waggles does for him. And trust me, I completely understand the concept here. When you're playing golf, especially pressure golf, there's a ton of tension in your body. This comes from your brain's response to what it perceives is a scenario to be ready for or to be protective against. So we want to get that tension out. We want to make a free swing, and waggling the arms feels like it loosens up those muscles. And also on the readiness to hit side of it, when there's a major championship on the line, you of course don't want to pull the trigger until you feel completely set and ready. So what happens when you combine those two needs? To get rid of tension and to wait until you're absolutely ready to hit under the immense pressure of trying to win your first major championship. Well, 14 waggles over the ball. That's what happens. So the logic makes sense. And for some, this genuinely might help. So I don't want to take that away from anybody. But is this something we should all be doing over the ball? We hear time and again to stay loose, don't freeze over the ball, be athletic, react to the target. This is all advice to try to get rid of tension before the shot. But what if I told you None of these really work to get rid of tension, and it might be a fruitless effort to even try to get rid of tension in the first place. As I said earlier, tension in your muscles is a physiological response that was sent by the brain in reaction to a perceived important scenario. So as long as the scenario you're in is important to you, or it's subconsciously important to your brain, 
then there will be tension. And because your brain runs the show, aka everything your body does, it does because the brain told it to, then if your brain is experiencing what it thinks is a scenario that requires tension, that requires readiness or protectiveness, then no matter what you do with your physical body, you will have some tension. So what does this mean for our subject of Brian Harmon and his double-digit waggles? And what about the prevailing wisdom of waggles being a good way to relieve tension? If you're playing in a major championship or a weekend match with a little money on the line and the round has all the importance in the world or even just a little importance, your brain could translate that importance as a potential threat to you. Remember, your brain's job is to help you survive or to make you feel good. So if there's something happening that's uncomfortable or gives you a feeling of even the slightest fear, your brain can take that and run with it. This means that you can waggle all you want and the brain is going to do what it's going to do. So you can't just waggle and expect the tension to just go away. You can't just address the physical and expect the mental to change. The brain sends a tension signal, so to decrease tension, there needs to be a brain change, not just a tension change. Now, there's a case to be made for doing things to remind your brain that the scenario you're in isn't threatening. Breathing is a good example of this. There's been some brain research on when you take a deep, intentional breath, you reduce activity in your amygdala. Hang, hang with me here on this. I know amygdala sounds like, oh boy, what are we getting into? But the amygdala is the part of your brain that's in charge of helping you respond to a threat, the fight or flight part of your brain. So calming the threat response part of your brain down helps. It shows your brain that the scenario you're in isn't as threatening. But as long as you're in a situation that poses a threat, there will be tension. So there's two routes to go from here. The first is attempting to reduce how much you care about what you're trying to accomplish. Trying to care less about trying to win a major championship or trying to be more apathetic about whether you win the weekend game, this would be commonly referred to as lowering your expectations. The only issue with this is it's most likely not the truth. It's going to be pretty hard to convince your brain that you don't care about winning the Open Championship. It's even harder to convince your brain that you don't care about winning five bucks on your Thursday game to, to us kind of sporadic players or players that uh, hate losing. It's incredibly hard to convince your brain that you don't care about losing. So lying to yourself isn't a great strategy. So what's the other strategy? It would be accepting the tension of the moment. When you realize that tension is a normal response of your brain, and it doesn't mean anything is actually wrong, you can come to terms with it. You don't have to fight it or try to calm yourself down by waggling or breathing or pretending there's nothing wrong or faking it. When you accept your current reality, you're not busy trying to fight it, so you're able to be present. You're able to focus on the task at hand instead of just trying to feel good. Again, I can't possibly know what's going in, on inside Brian Harmon's mind, but you can't play that steady and not have a good relationship with, with what's going on inside your head. 
And notice I didn't say that I think he was able to get rid of the tension. If I had to make a bet, I think Brian Harmon was able to have acceptance of the tension rather than trying to make it go away. He most likely was able to come to terms with the fact that he was going to be uncomfortable. Playing with a lead is extremely stressful. And I imagine trying to hold on to a lead with the top-ranked players in the world bearing down on you is probably pretty tension-inducing. Coming to terms with it and accepting the tension and the pressure as it is will always be the best way to be as present as possible. So to recap, the goal isn't to be perfectly calm and relaxed and tension-free by waggling and staying loose and ignoring all the stress. This is the prevailing wisdom, but it's based on a rudimentary view of the mental game. Instead, the goal is to have an acceptance of when you're inevitably going to be tense. This acceptance will allow you to be more focused on the most important thing, hitting the shot in front of you. All right, everyone, hope you enjoyed this episode where we learned about the source of tension and how to address it on a deeper level than just trying to waggle and expect all the feelings of pressure to melt away. And as I always mention at the end of these episodes, what you've heard isn't therapy. It's meant for information and education purposes only. If you feel like you need personal help on some deeper things you're going through, I encourage you to talk to a licensed professional. But on the golf psychology front, if you feel like what you've heard doesn't quite cut it and you'd like to work one-on-one with someone, I'm a golf psychology coach. I work with players all over the world on improving their minds so they can improve their performance on the course. If you'd like to get in touch with me, feel free to send an email to mentalgolfshow at gmail.com or you can visit my website, joshnicholsgolf.com. The links to do both of those will be in the show notes of this episode. All right. Thanks again to everyone listening to this podcast, whether you're new here or you've been here since day one. I really appreciate the community that we've built. If you've enjoyed this episode, go subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And I would love it if you shared this episode with a friend who takes way too many waggles before they hit the ball. Okay, thanks for listening to this episode of The Mental Golf Show. I'm Josh Nichols, and I will catch you guys next time.